Hi everyone, uh, welcome to Hungry Talks podcast and I am your host Gopi. These are uncertain times and everyone is trying to cope up with anxiety, uncertainties and so many un- unanswered questions, especially in the uh, food industry. So please stay safe and I really wish we all should uh, get out of this stronger and more resilient. Today I am very excited to get an opportunity to converse, uh, converse, have a conversation with uh, Chef Shankar Krishnamurthy. known as the most adventurous food entrepreneur and the founder of Oila Groups and Fusion 9 he is one of the most uh, um, I, i consider him as one of my inspirations because he is the one who introduced uh, many things to hyderabad uh, like delhi nine the fusion test kitchen and it is a very brave attempt in those days to introduce that such kind of a unique concept in dining so he currently operates a huge corporate kitchen in hyderabad with 1000 member staff uh, into catering all the leading corporates weddings and events so hi shankar hi gopi hey hope you are doing good i know uh, this this question might be a bit uh, uh, tricky but uh, it, it it is something where i would like to know how good you are doing so uh, it it is uh, uh, it is it, i i wish we could have connected in a better times and i still remember our uh, honey talk session where you came uh, to kanner lounge to have a lot of discussions so uh, today we are talking about resilience and i thought of doing this conversation with you so that others will learn uh, a lot from your 35 years journey of resilience um you started your career in 1986 with obrais and then moved to dubai and later 2000 uh, 2002 i think you moved again back to hyderabad and settled and that is when you have introduced the world cuisine uh, to the city and you have created nine brands and you survived uh, like a dinosaur in the dot com and recession of 2008 so uh please share your experience uh, 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 shankar in all those times and current situation you know what's happening out today so kindly share your experience shankar well uh, let me start by saying that uh, yeah i do hope sincerely hope that everybody stays safe and uh, everybody goes through the gets through this huge crisis and more importantly the industry has to survive this crisis uh, in my 35 year career where i the first 15 years i was at the hotels and then the last uh, almost 18 to 19 years as an entrepreneur uh, i haven't come across this kind of a situation i mean we have had a crisis in many forms we had uh, floods in bombay where i used to be stranded stranded in the hotel over 96 hours and trapped with about 1000 odd guests and we had to feed them and uh, we were just 10 of us working and uh, working round the clock for four days non stop we have had uh, uh the massacre roy was part of the, uh, there in nepal when the royal massacre happened and uh, the crisis was you cannot cannot compare to anything as the current crisis those were momentary and uh, this is like another level i mean this is the first time for all of us in our lifetime that we are going through and uh, we do hope to sincerely hope that uh, we get through this as a industry uh, i don't uh, i mean uh, i haven't I haven't heard of a of a day where we had to shut shop you know you had fridays you had sometimes the city had a curfew or a, you had to go right you shut down for a day max two but uh, this kind of a shutdown which is now proceeding almost seven weeks is unheard of and uh, it's threatening not uh, only the closure of this seven eight weeks 
the bleak scenario which is there which will last at least 12 to 18 months to be on the uh, optimistic side i would say so our industry which is the most delicate the hospitality was the first one to get hit by this pandemic and uh, definitely will be the last one to get up and uh, move on and which won't be i don't see it earlier than january of 2022 oh okay so it is almost like another one and a half to two years uh, 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 this situation will remain or the industry takes time to revive that's right because we are we are uh-huh. fighting customer behavior there's a fear of the unknown and until that fear of the unknown is conquered and people are confident enough we will be struggling okay uh, uh shankar these uh, times will involve i mean the situation as you said is no man can has ever saw and uh, this time uh, this times will involve a very uh, tough decisions it will involve tough decisions and uh, how will a restaurant or an individual or an entrepreneur will survive this crisis uh, what would be your advice basically my question is what would be your advice for your existing restaurants uh, i mean many uh, founders and many restaurant owners i'm talking they're in a utter confusion whether they have to continue the operations they have to close down or they have to partially close down many questions coming up and what would be your advice being a senior most uh, one of the persons who have so many things if you actually see the standalone f&b industry over the last four mm. years the rot mm-hmm. had set in in terms of okay. survival sustainability you see okay. over the last four years has been there has been a constant decline in the uh, sustainability of the business module as such the cost of business has been constantly going up and the aggregators uh, who have come into the market have led it to a huge price war and as a result people became more uh, slave to the price rather than the product so as a, as a module the restaurant and the standalone restaurant has been suffering over the last 4 years and has been on a constant constant decline so okay and that is a best case scenario if we one would look at it as we are before covid but now mm-hmm. uh, so as it is when the business is shaking or the fundamentals of business are shaking on such weak legs and uh, costs being out uh, out uh, pacing the revenues one can imagine what is laying going ahead for 18 the next 18 months what is going to be the the uh, story because uh, it has to also completely we have to reinvent ourselves we have to turn this whole business on its head in terms of uh, so now you know your revenues are going to be restricted so you have to work backwards how are you going to control your payroll how are you going to basically the fixed costs primarily the payroll the rental uh, the factors and uh, then the variable costs also will be there will be a tumbling effect in the market where every everybody is hit every industry is hit so in this market prices are expected to go up so costs will further go up with a declining revenue okay. module your costs are going to further go up so survival of the fittest is going to be the uh, norm and one has to completely redefine the module okay so redesigning and resetting and reinventing is something which you advise uh, to the uh, existing uh, restauranters or entrepreneurs absolutely, who are there absolutely yeah okay so when we talk about a um, uh, lot of r's like research reinvent uh, one thing uh, definitely comes into mind is change 
okay so when uh, how does uh, when, how does this change the culture within in, internally within industry as well as internally within an restaurant or an organization or a startup because uh, um, uh, as as a business leader uh, we I, i look up to you so uh, share how can one stay the same uh, in these challenging times uh, when uh, and what will be uh, the changes happening in, within industry or uh, within the uh, organization um you can also let us know what's happening within f9 what kind of changes uh, you are looking or uh, expecting as as i said uh, i mean uh, india primarily the hospitality industry has been uh, majority is an organized sector so the challenge has mm-hmm. always been on the food hygiene and sanitation standards across the organized mm-hmm. sector is still uh, uh, i would say around 25 30% of the market and uh, mm-hmm. sector so to a large extent illiteracy and uneducation and uh, educated operators are there in this field and hence hygiene standards and sanitation standards are have always been a question mark in this industry mm-hmm. where uh, whereas it's been our endeavor to take people along with us through associations through uh, gatherings through uh, seminars to educate the Uh, educate the operators as such okay i'm glad that the government is now enforcing these uh, norms fssai has tightened further norms and now now it is absolutely absolutely uh, mandatory to ensure that your first thing is if you are in the food business you should know that the product you are selling is of the highest standards in terms of hygiene and food safety so this is the one is the product and the people behind this who are working they have to be also trained in terms of uh, safe food practices and safe hygiene highest hygiene practices and uh, so uh, that is the first and most important step which is which will be the change the beginning of the change i would say as i said being in the organized sector most of us are following the norms right but then this now has to go all the way down to the every the smallest of uh, operators across the country and that is a cultural change which is going to happen and which will begin which is the brighter side of it okay the second the second part is the customer who's also taken it casually yeah, i mean will now be extremely 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 wary about the hygiene and sanitation standards of any outlet he or she will be uh, going to or getting food from so it is a it both ways it will work actually well for the industry there will there is a positive this is a one of the positive things i see that okay. it will bring in awareness it will bring in education it will bring in literacy in terms of uh, ensuring that the food we are consuming is safe and the people who are handling the food handlers are also following the right protocols in terms of safety and food safety and food hygiene so okay now to ensure these things there will be a processes there will be a process change there will be implementation of certain kinds of standards in terms of gloves and masks which is prevalent as i said in most of our organized sector it has been there always but it will go to the next level we'll step it up in terms of uh, the further uh, enhancing these standards in terms of equipment and to ensure food safety and food hygiene so this is step 
step 3 as as i said social distancing is here to stay this okay. fear as i said the fear of the unknown and the constant uh, knowledge one is getting across the globe where the more developed countries are also ensuring this is the kind of the model to follow we so it is a learning for us it is a learning for us to ensure that this protocol is followed and hence we have uh, social distancing means obviously you want to reduce the capacity of your operations by nearly 50% okay to ensure the safe uh, safety standards now okay. till what time the conference of the people to come back to the pre covid period is a question mark is a educated guess but as i said 12 to 18 months is what the minimum we are looking at and more importantly it is going to change the so now as as i had mentioned before on a 100% business scenario before covid restaurants are still struggling now you mm-hmm. can imagine do the math over the next 18 months if you are going to operate the best case scenario at 50 or 60% uh, optimum standards what how do you manage to stay afloat is what everybody has to reinvent themselves okay okay so it is like how uh, uh, it, it is like how we can survive or a restaurant or an entrepreneur can survive uh, keeping the most optimistic number as a 50 to 60% um, uh, in the for capacity yes okay so this would be the new normal uh, and down the line this is the new normal this is the new reality we all have to live in okay uh, but shankar when i mean anyone uh, who steps out to dine uh, especially when suppose the fine dining restaurants like uh, fusion nine if somebody is wants to step out and come and dine it is all about experience so Uh, but it all it's all going to change it's like social distancing coming into pictures uh, earlier the waiters used to smile and come close and greet you now they have to be maintaining a distance and wear a mask and greet you so a lot of things are going to change so how i mean what, how uh, the customer is going to feel and uh, it, it it is going to be a real different uh, scenario altogether the dining outside this is where i am at crossroads on a personal front as a chef i would say what is hospitality at the end of the day to me mm-hmm. when i run a restaurant it's been uh, out of habit it's been out of all from day one it's been a built mm-hmm. inbuilt uh, sensory fa- factor that i see two things when i'm running the restaurant one is mm-hmm. when the plate comes back from the table how empty mm-hmm. it is to see the uh, consumption of the product and second is reading the faces of the pe diners these two things actually tell the story of any business you see a happy face a contented face and a empty plate coming back to the kitchen you know that uh, your product has been well accepted now these two these two factors are the ones which is being challenged hospitality is extremely extremely personal and nothing in the world can substitute that so hmm. whether uh, are we as operators are we going to enjoy this experience never are the guests going to enjoy this experience never so it is not just a matter of compulsion of coming and eating food to fill up your stomach it's mm-hmm. an experience mm-hmm. right and that has to be as a uh, physical distancing distancing contactless dining while it is all offers you safe features and safety features and all but it takes away the complete human aspect of it and this is where i have a serious uh, challenge and i feel very confident that people will will overcome this fear of the unknown and uh, on this part there won't be any compromise till uh, i fear this is my personal opinion that uh, soon enough 
people will come back to the restaurants and uh, social uh, dining will come back to normal now in normal in the sense we are not talking numbers out here but as a nature of the business nobody can take away all that yes the mass yes uh, uh, the uh, safety gears and all which will be in place the safety aspects which will be in place at the end of the day i don't see that uh, or rather i sincerely hope and uh, i with a heart of heart i do feel that uh, people would want to see the laughter and the smile and chatter around and that that will come back that's human nature and that cannot be taken away uh, well articulated uh, shankar it is really i mean it is all hospitality is all about human experience and finally it is about uh, that so we hope uh, really if the situations uh, has to come to that level where we again enjoy the dining experience the same as what we were doing absolutely yeah but uh, yeah it takes it takes a long time um uh, so in this situation uh, what would be the future of fnb industry uh, shankar i mean many these days in the last one month the many uh, news articles are coming and a lot of webinars are happening and everyone is saying that food delivery and the meal kits would be the only solution so how early it is uh, to get into solutions before even understanding the depth of the problem completely uh, what was what is your take see uh, food deliveries as i said over the last four years has gathered pace and but it has been led more on a price addiction than product addiction product uh, choice mm-hmm. right so and then you don't know the source of the half of the operators where it is coming from what sort of, what sort of establishments they are, they are running we don't know about that so that is going to uh, undergo a huge change in terms of perspective the client is going now going to be far more aware and expect the food where they are getting from they are ensuring that they would like to know uh, what from where the food is coming exactly and this is one of again going to be a huge positive i see that brands and respected outlets which has gained traction and respect and trust of the market over the years for their standards in terms of consistency and quality of the food and for their safety and uh, hygiene factors which has always been in place are the ones which will actually do well now so that is the, so uh, so anybody who wants to be in this business now has to step up and ensure three things one is food safety hygiene quality and uh, consistency and quality in terms of delivery so and this starts from not only the finished product this starts from the source itself where you sourcing your ingredients from and who are your, for what is your produce where is your produce coming from how are your pre preps and the preparation stages your storage facilities your refrigeration facilities your food handling before cooking after cooking and then the various aspects of uh, safety features in terms of delivering the food home the, all the way till it reaches the plate of the uh, guest so this every step has to be ensured by the operator and secondly it's more important that it is uh, he puts it out in the domain for the client to see to me that is the biggest uh, confidence builder i have opened 15 restaurants in the last 15 years and and okay. each and every restaurant whether it is a restaurant or a bistro is a large scale 
everything had uh, open display kitchens because simply i believe that the guests should be able to see where their food is coming from how who are the people who are making their food and ensuring two things straight away the confidence of having an open kitchen where we are showing you where what we are doing how we are following practices good hygiene practices and and that has actually always helped us and it's a huge confidence builder for the staff working because they are very aware that their guests are also seeing them it's a matter of pride that they are being they are whatever skills they are showing is being looked upon by the guests and appreciated so these are the factors one has to be 100% crystal clear and transparent in every aspect of the fnb business going forward to me that is the biggest positive i think will come around okay great i mean uh, well 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 explained in detail about how uh, the industry is going and to and sorry coming uh, to your uh, second part the diy kit honestly honestly uh-huh. i have my reservations on that primarily because when this whole boom started off uh, with the cloud kitchens about 5 years ago and uh, we were I, i've been always as that time as out of nature we keep keep a track of all the trends and uh, well, i always like to educate myself uh, on a never ending basis see diy kits mm-hmm. in india is uh, indians by nature are not that uh, adventurous and are not that laborious to go about bringing your ingredients and cooking it yourself that if you actually look at the uh, strata across the country everybody has house help and everybody so people like their food to be done at home and they do it themselves and ingredients as a as a format diy kits as a format has not been that great a success in india having said that over the last two months where everybody is forced into a lockdown situation and yes everybody is getting excited about cooking food at home will this pick up as a module yes it might have some traction going forward but again once okay. people once the lockdown is lifted and people get up, get busy with their lives i honestly think i mean it's, it's it's not going to be great the business module per se in india that's my personal opinion yeah i mean till now even pre uh, covid uh, companies like blue apron in us too which has been most celebrated startups have struggled Absolutely. very badly uh, yeah. to uh, to to yeah. sustain and uh, the hope was uh, um, that uh, post covid uh, whether milk kits will pick up again as you rightly said this might be the um, uh, the, the just a spike of the movement but again it might uh, because the I mean, actual uh, segment which will do well continue doing well which is already picking up and mm-hmm. it will continue to do well is i think the rte the ready to eat segment so that is in terms of convenience yeah. standards healthy everything the technology is cutting cutting through now and the th- products are coming out better and better and better nowadays all around and that is i think uh, going to be a very strong uh, force more than the diy kits okay yeah i do i do uh, uh, agree with you when uh, when you say that uh, rt segment is picking up uh, that is a, that is giving comfort as well as that is more affordable and i think uh, that that will give a real good uh, uh, spike in the market down the line yeah and uh, shankar if you remember we had a discussion about um, food transparency too um, a few months earlier so do you think uh, it will play a huge role down the line um, uh, absolutely my personal uh, thing completely go 100% local so you supporting the communities around you 
and put it out there mm-hmm. where am i getting my vegetables from where am i getting my groceries from where am i uh, announce your source and let the client see where you are getting your products everybody goes and shops in local kirana stores or in supermarkets and uh, they get excited seeing the variety of uh, foods but when you start saying this vegetables have been come from this is the source this is the farm where it is come from uh, not exactly a farm to plate situation because we have a larger variety out here it will come through our uh, mm-hmm. vendors but we will ensure our vendors actually declare their source and we will ensure that uh, we declare our uh, those things uh, information to the clientele now it's just an as i said an open door honest way of working that is what is the need the, mm-hmm. is the call of the day required and that is what one has to be the, your food has to be as honest uh, when you have your food honest food on your plate you are just telling the story all the way from where you started and how uh, you are feeding the uh, your clientele okay okay so it would be great to see the change because uh, um, it is something i think many uh, chefs like you were talking about food transparency since uh, many years before but i think if this covid situation helps everyone to adopt to transparency i think it is one of the delight factor even Absolutely. adds to the experience Absolutely. for the yeah. customers who are coming in and as you rightly said whoever is following to the best practices will survive and uh, customers might go back again and again that is what the trust Absolutely. Uh, uh, factor again yeah. start building for the company great uh so uh, uh shankar already we are witnessing the extension of many restaurants in india already um so who can really help the industry to bail out is it banks is it government is it uh, private equities who will bail out the industry when already the extension of restaurants all started <laughs> many are closing down many are shutting down i i know my, many of uh, the founders and the friends and very good brands are also considering closing down and few already closed like leaf 15 yeah, yeah. by puja dingra I mean, i mean they can't operate with the high operational cost and they have generated a huge revenue for the states and the uh, the fnb industry contributes to the gdp when the industry is bleeding and suffering and that's been a like? huge disappointment so far i would say i mean uh, on one hand we are saying we are one of the largest employers uh, of people in this country we are you know, we are generating many uh, tax dollars out here and so as an industry we are a force to reckon with but having said that the aid so far which is so keenly awaited from the government is we are still waiting for it we are still hearing that it's coming whereas every country around the world has ensured that wages of the people see again i go back to the same thing this industry is all about people your people your team your staff and the guests they are also people so it's a people's business people's industry and uh, when uh, there is no revenue coming in obviously the first concern is the fixed cost which is the rents and the staff the most important thing you and you cannot cannot over it takes you years and years of training to ensure that you have a deck of solid hands with you skill is something which develops is not de- uh, developed overnight and cooking skills and uh, you chefs are a rare commodity because it is a you you might find millions of recipes on the internet and you can easily download and do a food but it unless unless you cook from your passion your there's it's a combination of passion your own uh, hand the taste of your hand which brings in the uh, consistency flavors and uh, standards of food which is sets you apart from the others so that can never ever be substituted right 
we do have robotic restaurants with uh, is coming up now and uh, we do away doing away with uh, chefs well i mean yes can you do that yes but then are you eating food i will question that at the end of the day it's all about the person the person's touch and to me the biggest commodity i have always had is my team and after being in the industry for more than 3 decades and seeing us shake like this and how long can i go on protecting my team it's my personal responsibility i am looking after 1200 uh, staff members and so i'm responsible for 1200 families but having said that they have also are witnessing the carnage which is going around they are expecting us to bail out we are expecting the government to bail us out so it's been a non stop uh, wave of expectations and uh, still as i said it's we are still waiting we are waiting for that uh, support which is now uh, has to come from the government in terms of especially the landlords have been understanding to a little extent but they a lot of them have uh, have their own commitments so we have been asking the government to not only help us two ways one is help us with the to reach the understanding of the landlord and help the landlord in return also to give him some leeway where so the rents can be uh, factored in over the next two years in whatever format 50% or whether uh, free during the lockdown period that's as far as the rent is concerned as far as the payroll is concerned every country in the world every country in the world money in the pockets of the staff we are still waiting and that's where we have been extremely disappointed on that front that we are struggling restaurants don't have we don't have that kind of cash flows to keep us running forever and uh, so letting go of people and uh, that is the most thing one is feeling so if restaurants are shutting down it's a far more sensible call to shut down your business because let me tell you one thing i know about puja but anybody anybody established any established player it makes more sense to shut down today reinvent yourself and as long as you are in uh, good in your work you will always be back in full form very soon <clears throat> um i really wish um, uh, the industry gets bailed out by government because i'm the only I, I, that is the only hope i'm seeing because no banks no private equities and yeah, because the loans loans are in capacity also Yeah. Even even if you give me a loan today and uh, over the next eighteen months, you're bleeding. Yes. How am I going to ever going to pay back? Understood completely. Yeah. Yes, Shankar. I mean, yeah, I too strongly advocate like we, very soon uh, government. Uh, I wish they realize and uh, they build the industry out. Um, Shankar, you you touched the point about um, uh, team and it is people. So in this situation. Uh, many everyone i should say that they are forced to have the most uncomfortable conversations with their employees and team downline right so is there any playbook which you you will refer to or you had in last uh, three decades of your experience which uh, an young entrepreneurs or many restaurants can follow or understand about how to handle these conversations uh, there's only one formula as far as i'm concerned we have run this business like a family so as i said i put my team in front of everything else revenues and commerce and numbers come later the team has to be happy 
to in in order for me to ensure that when you come to my restaurant and you enjoy my a good experience i need to have a happy team serving you whether in form of food or the waiter who's attending to you that uh, these things cannot be uh, robotic it has to be again and we come back to the thing that everything comes back to emotions and uh, feelings and it's a touch industry so when you're uh, so when you're when a waiter is serving you well and he's uh, taking personal care of you and ensuring even if a uh, food which has gone wrong he's handling it the way he's correcting and handling it you walk away happy and you're happy to come back to the restaurant so these are the, the you can one can count countless number of uh, times were good uh, service by our ex waiter a uh, great food done by ex chef or a brilliant cocktail put out by the bartender so one ha- one always lives in nostalgia and memory and we run this business not to make you come for one time and have a good experience i work only to ensure that you come back again so when the entire industry works on that one single principle then everybody's in sync and everybody ensures that in order to make you come back again we have to look after you you have to in terms of good service in terms of good food in terms of good music in terms of good cocktails so it's so many factors so many factors are there and so if you actually culminate the whole experience it's all about people and that is why the team is of the utmost priority and conversations and uh, so when over a period so there is there is no substitute than having a happy team in this business at least i can't think of it and we had as i said because of this kind of a uh, uh, functioning we had this kind of e company attrition has been minimal absolutely minimal and especially at the senior level i've had uh, all uh, i mean i heard 98% uh, uh, zero attrition at my senior team level from the day of where we started it was about 18 years and above now mm-hmm. so that speaks volumes and they have seen tough times we have seen when uh, businesses have gone down we have seen our uh, great successes and it's passion it's like a bonding and it's great huge amount of pride all these factors put together which forms a team so they understand the crisis we are going through they are understanding that there are certain things which is in our capacity to handle there are certain things which is beyond our capacity so they are there to understand and letting go of this precious asset is my biggest challenge nothing else and i'm fighting i'm fighting and i still don't intend to let go of anybody and uh, let's see i i am hopeful be able to turn around and yet retain the people okay so you you say that uh, um, um, we need to, every uh, founder or entrepreneur has to do their best to retain their uh, uh, people um absolutely absolutely but the situation my question nothing is more important than the yes, team nothing is more important i mean uh, ashankar i understand uh, completely and the great uh, uh, um what is a uh, uh, case study of uh, fusion and how people respected and the iteration rate is very less but the difficult situation is everyone as you said earlier is at stake right if a business is stake there is no revenue it is not partial revenue it is like very hard hit revenue we have taken and when we are not able to pay employees uh, on time and and that their families are depending on them so even though there are situations and organizations and companies which have to let go their best uh, resources um, because they can't able to afford them so how what can you do, i mean what do you tell to your team in these difficult situations 
we've been always been very upfront and honest. Okay. I mean, that's been my approach always. Okay. They are aware. They are kept fully aware of the pitfalls. They have been kept uh, completely in the picture of uh, the decisions that is being taken, of the fights, uh, of the way we are fighting against the tide to keep things afloat. And uh, after, even after letting go, the plan for me especially is ensure that wherever they are, they are in some form where they are able to sustain mm-hmm. this year of uncertainty, I would say. And then meanwhile, revamp and rebuild their lives also in possible ways and restructure things so that they can either move on their own and be sustaining or come back again and rework and restart. Okay. So being honest with the team is something which uh, you advise uh, and which absolutely, you are following. Absolutely. Okay. Um, it's like a doctor. I mean, you have an ailment. He comes and tells you on your face, this is a challenge. And uh, whether it's life-threatening or not, I would I mean, I would rather, rather be appreciative of the doctor if he tells me the whole story rather than sugarcoating it and uh, giving me some other false hopes. Got it. Completely understood. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Shankar, earlier, uh, food industry, uh, in last few years, uh, in this decade, the startups really, uh, um, there were uh, uh, millions of startups have started and especially in the food industry. Now, it is a totally different scenario. So, what would be your advice? Because I know that you mentor a lot of startups and you mentor a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of founders. So, what would be your advice to entrepreneurs, if at all anyone wants to start or build a F&B startup now from scratch, uh, someone wants to get into F&B industry post-COVID, what would be your sincere advice to them? To, to be very honest, <laughs> I've always been uh, uh, telling people not to get into this line because as a business model, it's not been a, sustain, a proper uh, sound uh, uh, based on sound principles and a lot of people get carried away with the glamour behind it mm-hmm. and they think it's easy to set up a restaurant or a bar and then start it off so i have actually been dissuading people to a lot of extent if their fundamentals are not right if they are you know if their expectations are not right and set right and then if their outlook towards this business is not correct having said that there are a lot of people who have been uh, uh, bold enough to come out with some new concepts and uh, come out with uh, interesting changes as per the norm of the day. Mm -hmm. So there have been plenty of youngsters who have come into the cafe segment, into the bistro segment, into the microbrewery segments, into the fine dining segments. But having said that, at the end of the day, once you set up and start running, then the formula is the same for everybody. Mm -hmm. It's what, uh, how involved you are is what matters. So one has to be, as I said, there are no mantras in this business. One has to be absolutely brutally honest about yourself. You have to be involved 24 by 7 in it and take your team along and uh, ensure you get your numbers right in your head to sustain the business. Okay. Okay. Great advice, I think, for many young entrepreneurs out there. Um, because this is this is something uh, very seriously people has to consider before entering or starting a startup. From I think day one they have to be uh, very cautious about unit economics and how they survive um, because there is no more uh, uh, any fancy game out there. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean I already took a lot of time of yours so I'm I'm wrapping up with the last question. Like uh, uh, let us know please kindly let us know what would be your uh, war room survival checklist. What is your war room survival checklist right now? Uh, so that it, it will help a lot of others uh, to pre- prepare one. Fact is that 
tomorrow the government says i can open the restaurant mm-hmm. i have a, i open the doors of the restaurant after and uh, call in the te- uh, team can i run it like what it was before covid no it cannot happen that's mm-hmm. a fact of life we have to accept it so whatever what am i doing before it opens i need to restructure my offering my menu format i might uh, reduce the offering because the larger the selection of food the more is the complex the operation the more in terms of manpower teams everything required so there is a trimming in the offering mm-hmm. what sort of uh, food i i am not a great fan of delivered food but having said that if that is, uh, gives me survival i need to work on that what food will be the right food that will stand the cooking putting it in a box reaching the client's house reheating and eating right so these are the factors two factors i am working on as far as the menu is concerned mm-hmm. now i know that come once we open the doors we will have restricted number of people coming in so my front end manpower requirement in terms of uh, <coughs> services in terms so there's a little bit rationalization of manpower in all sections whether it's in the kitchen whether it's in the service whether it's in the other areas of the operation before above all this stepping up on the sanitization and the safety features has been put in by fssai ensuring that all those things which 99% we are all all there we've been practicing it as a good uh, thing before covid also but mm-hmm. a few changes will be added upon post for the post covid and that will be ensured. so all these three factors will be in play and uh, this is now the time where we are planning and putting it into uh, effect and they will be ready for it when the doors open when we open the doors okay okay well 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 articulated and explained shankar so your advice would be like uh, uh trimming the existing services and making them the best for the customers instead of uh, investing and adding more do less but do well okay do less and do well okay okay yeah. taken point taken and <laughs> most yeah. importantly be happy with that <laughs> <laughs> yeah good point taken so thank you thank you so much shankar for your invaluable time you have shared a lot of uh, uh, insights uh, which helps a lot of restaurants and entrepreneurs there so stay safe and uh, thank you once again so much for coming on to the thank you gopi and i wish everybody the same stay safe we will get through this let's be very positive about it we are not going away food industry <laughs> is going to be here for to stay well we have this bumps on the roads we will manage and we will come out come over it not to worry thank you thank you thank you thank for you inducing a lot of positivity and inspiration thank, thank you very much thank you. nice talking to you bye bye